Welcome everybody to Sports X, uh, nationalized sports podcast that yo, we are now starting. Oh yes, sir. Yes, um, we're here today to talk about the Super Bowl briefly. Um, what were your thoughts, Nash, on the game overall? Um, overall, I thought it was a really good game. Both quarterbacks played to perfection, other than Matthew Stafford's uh, interception in the end zone, which I thought he underthrew. But other than that, they both played a really good game. I felt like Joe Burrow didn't make any huge mistakes that uh, cost him the game, as like a young quarterback should in a big game like that. But yeah, I think I and then also the refs were a little iffy. You know, they weren't calling stuff the whole first half, and then kind of the second half of the game, um, they were making um, some questionable calls, which uh, led to the Bengals losing. But I thought it was a good game. I liked watching it. Yeah, I agree. Um, the refs made some questionable calls at the end. Um, I have to go back to to the quarterbacks a little bit. Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, he played a pretty good game. He did have the two picks. One of them wasn't his fault. One of them was kind of a punt. Um, Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Shiesty, Um, he didn't have the best game. He he did pretty good. Um, he took seven sacks for 43 yards, which definitely hurt, and some in the most important time of the game. But we also have to talk about Cooper Cup, who way overthrew Matthew Stafford, which was actually a good thing for Matthew Stafford <laughs> because he was about to get rocked by the Bengals' safety. <laughs> And uh, also Joe Mixon, who did throw a six-yard touchdown pass. Um, so that was yeah. that was pretty good. Going back to that Joe Mixon pass, that was a great design play, great time to pull it out. Uh, I think the Bengals coaching staff had a really good call right there. But they did make some questionable calls uh, more towards the end of the game, like when on third down they ran the ball. Um, third and one they ran it. And in a big situation – and with uh, P. Ryan instead of Joe Mixon, which in my opinion was questionable. And then also on fourth down, they kept P. Ryan in instead of Joe Mixon, which, you know, that's a little, I don't know. Yeah, I like that point too, where you have um, Joe Mixon, who had 15 carries for 72 yards on the game. Uh, he was having a pretty good game, averaging almost five yards a carry compared to uh, Samaj P. Ryan, who I think that was his second carry of the game, and he uh, got a yard and who lost a yard on his yeah. first carry. Yeah, and um, then also we have um, Jamar Chase, who had a carry for four yards. And uh, honest, and like they did, had that and around to Jamar Chase on uh, the fourth down. That was a really good good play. Yeah, speaking of the fourth down, I thought um, uh, Rams' final drive, I think it was a third and two or something, and they did the jet sweep to Cooper Cup. That was that was an amazing that was play. Perfection. That was sketchy. Sean McVay. That was a really sketchy play. Because if that if that doesn't work, then you lose the game. It, you know, Cooper Cup made a great cut back up the middle, and then he kept going. You know, Cooper Cup. Speaking on Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP. He had an amazing game. Cooper Cup. Uh, he. He did have that overthrow, but other than that, I think <laughs> he had a. Other than that, I think he had a pretty good game. Eight receptions, ninety-two yards. Uh, his longest was a twenty-two-yard catch. He had two touchdowns, and he averaged almost twelve yards every time uh, he got the ball. You know that was. 
I feel like that was good for Cooper Cup. I do think it was pretty easy going against Eli Apple. Yeah, Eli <laughs> Apple Crisp. <laughs> yeah, Eli Apple Crisp, yeah. as we call him. Um, the Bengals lit it up uh, receiving uh, T. Higgins with 100 yards. Um, one of them 75-yard catch uh, that touchdown. I'm not sure. Oh, that no. might have been a face yeah. mask. Dude, but like we said, they weren't calling it the whole game. Jalen Ramsey was already falling away anyway. T. Higgins with two touchdowns. Great game. Um, Jamar Chase with 89 yards. Actually, I expected a lot more out of Jamar Chase. I was kind of disappointed, but it is what it is. Odell, I feel bad for him. Yeah, that dude, that that really hurts me because he's had he had a great first half. He had that touchdown to start the game. He had uh, two catches for 52 yards on the game, but I feel like he could have done so much more if he stayed healthy uh, during that game. But uh, prayers to Odell and quick, speedy recovery for him. Yeah, definitely. You had C.J. Uzama come out and catch a couple passes for the Bengals. Um, I thought he got hurt in the AFC Championship. I didn't know he was going to be back, yeah, actually. Yeah, that, that, was, that was big for them. Yeah, um, you know, and just with the Bengals as a team and as an organization with Zach Taylor and stuff, um, won like six games in his first two years to come out and make it to the, Cinder- the Super Bowl kind of as a Cinderella story. It was pretty uh, pretty cool to see the Rams, you know, in their super team, uh, pretty low on draft picks. I think they'll be the <laughs> team to watch for the next couple of years. Yeah. But um, any thoughts on looking ahead to next season? Uh, next season for the Bengals, bro, they're going to have a really good season. I think they're going to have another shot at making the Super Bowl. Um, they do have a tougher uh, uh like schedule ahead of them playing in the playing like the Bills and you know I think they just have a tougher schedule than the Rams but the Rams won't they do not have the cap space anymore they they're gonna I'll be interested to see what they do in the offseason because I don't know if they're gonna be able to re-sign everybody yeah definitely and um, the thing too with the Bengals is if they pick up like two or three good offensive linemen throughout the offseason it will definitely help um putting less stress on Joe Burrow. Yeah, going back to the Bengals' O-line, allowing seven sacks. I mean, two of them were probably Joe Burrow's fault. But on the last play where Aaron Donald got the sack, I the that is just not a good look Yeah, that for fourth them. down. But on third down, I don't know if you saw the um, Aaron Donald shed the block and pull some Andre P. Ryan back, yeah, stop that, him from the first that, down. Yeah, that is true. Uh, he... Aaron Donald had a monster game. Let's just say that. He was getting double teamed most of the game. But once he was one-on-one, it was over from there. He had two sacks. uh, He had three quarterback pressures in this game. And uh, honestly, I feel like Aaron Donald could have done so much more but because of how uh, bad the Bengals' O-line is. But, I mean, he did what he did, and he ended up winning the Rams the game. So, Yeah, and, too, like, that's the thing that I just thought – it was kind of an underperformance in some aspects by the Bengals' offensive line. I mean, they took he took however many sacks against the Titans, and they still made it. Um, yeah, nine obviously, sacks. this is a different team in the Rams, um, and just the play calling wasn't helping Burrow at all with his uh, the pressure. He, uh, you know, they had that third down and one. They chose to run the ball. I didn't personally agree with that. I would have liked to see maybe a Joe Burrow run or a quick little pass, um, maybe a jet sweep or something different, um, especially just in a crucial time in the game. Yeah. On that um, last play, fourth down and one, 
Uh, I thought it was a great play call, honestly. And and people could be saying, no, that's not it's not a good play call. The uh, but honestly, if you go back and watch Uzama and uh, I think it was Tyler Boyd, it might have been Higgins, but they were running a rub concept where they uh, are trying to get the corners to run into each other. And that's exactly what happened. They did run into each other, and Uzama was wide open on the sideline. But Burrow had no time because Aaron Donald just got in there so fast. And um, so Burrow obviously got sacked. And also Jamar Chase was open. Jalen Ramsey fell again. And in my opinion, Jalen Ramsey didn't have a good game. Like Jalen Ramsey way underperformed. Everybody was expecting a great matchup from Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase, but they didn't really line up against each other that much. Other than that one huge play to Jamar Chase where he one-handed caught it after Ramsey fell. But, uh, yeah, so uh, any thoughts on uh, Jalen Ramsey that game? Um, you know, I never really liked Jalen Ramsey a lot. Um, I thought it was kind of funny to watch him get burned on a couple plays and watch him struggle a little bit. Um, not going to be disrespectful or anything, but um, it was it was it did not make me upset to see Jalen Ramsey have a tough game. <laughs> yeah, I. But I honestly, just com- congrats to the Rams on the Super Bowl yeah. win and uh, per- good per- for them. Personally, I don't like Jalen Ramsey a lot. Cooper Cup is literally my favorite NFL player. Uh, he went to Eastern Washington. Uh, I go to all the Eastern games. That's when I met him. Uh, and he's just one of the nicest guys you'll ever see. And so that, that's why I was rooting for the Rams. I, didn't, I wouldn't have cared if the Bengals won because, you know, Joe Bird deserved that. Uh, he played a great season. Jamar Chase had a great season. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad for Cooper Cup, though, and Matthew Stafford. Odell deserved a ring, too. Yeah. So. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to college basketball. Um, as you guys know, Auburn lost last week to Arkansas. Gonzaga jumped up to number one yesterday. Um, I'm interested to see. There's a lot of surprises in the top ten. And uh, Providence at number eight is kind of, you know, they're kind of a Cinderella. They're kind of an underdog. I haven't really seen much about them. But they seem to be a good team. They're coming in at 21-2, and two, which is the same record as Gonzaga. Um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, how many guys they have that can necessarily ch- make or break a game. Um, they beat a couple ranked teams here and there, but nobody really huge. I'm excited to see them get to play Villanova tonight at 5. Um, that game should be a good game, and we're hoping for the best outcome, which, in my opinion, would be a Providence victory to see the Yeah, that would be cool in. for an underdog to win that game, you know. Uh, Providence a smaller school, but it would be nice to see them win. It doesn't necessarily seem like they're much of an underdog, though. Villanova is, you know, ranked 10th. They've that had a, a decent season. They jumped up five spots this week, but um, I don't know. It's interesting to see some new schools kind of in the top 10 and Duke come back after a tough year last year. Arizona up there at number three. Um, I'm a big Gonzaga fan. I know oh, our, yeah. Tommy Unold uh, oh, yes, there. Sir. Go, go Zags. Uh, I think the Zags have had a um, rough year, to say the least. I, I mean, like, I know their record doesn't show that, but 21-2, and two, I feel like they haven't been as dominant as they were last year. They weren't, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they haven't been putting the hammer down on the teams that they should. 
you know? Um, yeah, I can see that. Um, I feel like there's some things that they definitely need to fix and definitely need to change. Um, they do look like they're going to, uh, according to Joe Lenardi and the Bracketology, they uh, are appearing that they are probably going to get the top overall seed as long as they finish out the season strong. They've got four games left. Um, they play Pepperdine tomorrow night, the 16th, and then Santa Clara, so two not very good teams. However, they play San Francisco, who is actually projected to be in the tournament as, I think, an 11 seed right now. And St. Mary's, who's also projected to make the tournament um, for their final two games. So that should be that should be good. Um, they have, I mean, you know, like you talked about, they're not as explosive this year as they were last year. But they lost, you know, that Corey Kispert, Jalen Suggs, Joel Ayai, yeah. three huge guys. Um, and they had Chet Holmgren come in, who's going crazy. I think he'll go number one overall. Speaking of Chet, uh, I if if I'm Chet, I'm staying another year in college. He's got to get his weight up, man. He's not <laughs> you. You look at him and you put him against any big man in the NBA right now. He's not gonna do good. He he's gonna get posted up every play. Now, yes, he's more athletic than some of the big men down there, and he can run. But if 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 you have a one on one with him and uh, Jokic, you know what I'm saying? Like Jokic is gonna win that. 100 out of 100 times like Chet is not going to do good against big men like that in the NBA I think he stays for another year uh gets some weight get some muscle on those bones of his you know Slenderman and all but you know if he does go I wish him the best of luck you know hope he does good but I don't know I say he stays another year in college yeah I know there's a lot of hatred towards Gonzaga too in the sense that they're in the WCC you know not a strong conference whatever they have uh, Mark Few as their coach, who's the winningest active head coach. I'd love to see him get a ring. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. Um, just it, it's a great experience, you know. I know getting to watch him every year as a fan, but uh, to if you were to see them get a a win in the national championship game, that'd be uh, just a great great for all of us to see. And uh, now we're going to talk about the MLB a little bit, the lockout. What, uh, so we got the MLB lockout owners and uh, players not agreeing on, on uh, contracts here. So uh, in my opinion here, this is just like childish, you know, like, like it doesn't seem like they're coming to a close on like when, when the MLB is going to come back. Honestly, I don't think we're going to have a season this year. Um, what are your opinions? I, I just don't think that we're going to have a season. Um, you know, I see it as like, I agree with you, it's kind of childish. I think of it as it's kind of not a good thing for the league, too. It's definitely showing that players are more interested in getting their money yeah. rather than just playing baseball, which is what we'd all love to see. And, two, I feel like they just need to they just need to play as hard as they can and they'll get the money if they do well and play as hard as they can it's not yeah. one of those things where you should demand it and um it's great that the guys you know the guys higher up with all the money can uh train at their homes and stuff and do all that stuff remotely but there are some players um some of the little littler guys that are trying to make it up into the big leagues too yeah, that need that they will get a shot if the season isn't gonna work because the owners will pull them up you know they'll play a little bit and uh I, I can't wait to see who we like who the younger guys are who are ready to for the mlb some of the guys who didn't make it before or some of the college guys that are coming up you know good uh, it'll be interesting yeah 
Well, that's going to do it for our uh, Sports X podcast today. Thank you guys all for listening uh, for now. Until next time. We out.